Hey, welcome to the Jesus, Sex, and Politics podcast. I'm Micah. And I'm Nathan. And here we talk about all the things culture doesn't want to talk about. That'll scare you. Well, Nathan, today uh, we have an amazing show. I always say that, but today I really mean it because uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we've got a uh, sort of an icon in conservative talk radio with us today. That's right. I'm a longtime listener, first time caller to this guy. <laughs> we've got Greg Garrison in the studio. Mr. Greg Garrison, welcome. Thank you for joining us. It's Thank good to you have you guys. It's great to be here. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't done much of this for quite a while so oh, it's kind of a little, little home week to come back that's and right. find a microphone and a set of cans to put on i love it i love it well we listened to you you know i know nathan and i both uh had listened to you for a number of years on wibc in indianapolis you were always on right before rush limbaugh and you kind of the those two voices were the conservative you know powerhouse right. uh duo in, in the indianapolis area yeah, you get what's going on in the city and yeah. what's going on in the state and then and then you got a, a big feel of what was going on nationally although you covered a lot of stuff nationally that was going yeah, at on the as beginning well. <clears throat> there was a lot of impetus and insistence from the seventh floor we call them which is the bosses to, to stay more local and to do more things that covered what was going on just there but i got today to uh ibc i'd been doing um network indiana for about two years from when mike tyson and mike tyson Mike Pence. We'll get to Mike Tyson in yeah. a second. Yeah. He, he, uh, <laughs> uh, he announced for Congress, and he, of course he couldn't do his show anymore. So I, I went to Network Indiana from doing nights. Um, and then after that, 9-11 happened. Mm. And all at once in a nanosecond, Dr. Laura just wasn't relevant anymore. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yep. And I say nothing by way of rancor about that, but... And she'd probably admit it too, because what's she going to say? Uh, you know, that's mm -hmm. not her her stuff. And so the day of that horrible event, the guys in positions of authority just said, "We're going to simulcast tonight." Mm -hmm. And we had four or five stations: IBC and NAP was the old name for it. Um, there were four all together, and they just said, "You're going to you're going to host this show tonight, and you're going to have four stations." And I did. And it was uh, pretty fast water for a while. For one thing, that audience, it was going to be a lot of call, and we had to let them vent someplace. And I think that was the idea that the, the big guys had. But I'm sitting at the same console that I sat at every day. But suddenly I've got four radio stations on in front of me. And um, it was awesome to do. And they were, people were so brokenhearted, and he was so mad. Mm, yeah. Um, and matter of fact, my, kind of my call words in the, in the days and weeks following 9-11 was stay mad. Don't get fooled by somebody that wants yeah. to play kumbaya. This ain't kumbaya. Yeah, this is war. Yeah, yeah. And, it, yeah. and it was, and it, it just tore this country to pieces. And so uh, that that was the beginning of, of my day show at IBC, and that continued for probably 18 years. Yeah. Um, and But I'd been, on, I'd been with IBC at night for two, and then five or six years, I guess, with uh, Network Indiana. And then the, it hit the fan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And all at once, nothing else counted. And so the whole tombra, the whole essence of doing talk radio for me changed right then. Mm -hmm. Oh, we could be funny for a minute, but we didn't bother with it. Um, too many broken hearts. We had firemen, police officers that went 
most of I think I think everybody came back in one piece, but they were out there digging around that rubble. Wow. Mm. It's one wow. of the things I love about those guys and those gals that yeah. they got that courage. They they tease each other. The firemen say, "What kind of an idiot hears gunshots and runs toward?" <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then the cop says, "Yeah, what kind of a fool sees a fire and jumps inside?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, the heroes do. That's what I was. Right. I was 22 when 9/11 happened. You know, and I've I've always been a talk show uh, guy. I've listened to Rush since I was 14. Um, <laughs> he on, was so fun. Oh, he, could, he was he a could blast. Relate to you just like that. Yeah. He never had children. Yeah, he he uh, he he was. He, he was such an entertaining person, you know, he could capture yeah. your attention. Um, but because I, I really got into listening to him and understanding what conservative was, uh, conservatism was early, that really helped me quite a bit. I'm also a pastor's kid. So I talked to my dad a lot about things so we could connect politics to the Bible, bring that stuff together. I could start as a teenager, you know, Rush used to always refer to us as, as young minds full of mush, right? Yeah. But, 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 it was pretty close. Yeah, I raised, yeah, yeah. I raised seven children, I can tell you. There's a lot of mush in the air. There's a lot of mush. <laughs> but it, stuff began clicking and making a lot of sense for me, and I never gave up talk radio. So, you know, by the time I come to Indianapolis in, in 2000, uh, or in 1999, I had been listening to to you guys and you know the climate was so different here i'm 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 right at military age of 20 mm -hmm. 22 23 years old and you're thinking about holy cow everything in our world has just totally changed um but you were one of those major voices that i listened to probably every morning at least an hour you know that i was i was catching that i know that maybe uh for for any of our younger audience that may not know who you are you are the guy who put away Mike Tyson? Yeah, yeah which was real young. He's a boxer. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've Most, got a. He I've, has a tattoo on his face now, guys. Talks real high. He, he yeah. talked real high then too. I've got a Nintendo going in our uh, in in our office, our studio here, and I've got Mike Tyson's Punch Out as one of the yeah, games right. that I like to play uh, in here. I, I took it off though, just because you were coming in. So uh, you know, I didn't want him to get scared and run off the TV screen. That's so, uh, but, but you, know, Mike. So you know, uh, Mike Tyson. Uh, you, well, some people don't know this. You were a radio host, but before that, you were prosecutor in Marion County. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I, my my law enforcement career started my second year in law school. <clears throat> well, at the end of it, um, our law school, which is the Indianapolis Law School, the one that I like the best, um, that law school was very forward looking, and they and they started maybe the first internship program for for law students in Indiana. And boy, it was Fort Apache, the Bronx for a while. It was so fun because then all the eggheads started twisting the dials. And well, they shouldn't do this and they can only do that if they got a lawyer and they can't do anything without this much. Well, by the time they'd figured that out, I'd probably tried 150 cases. Wow. And, we, and we just did it. We came in and all <laughs> the guys had come to work and the gals that were deputy prosecutors. And as soon as they saw we were there, they headed for the golf course. <laughs> <laughs> I seldom saw most of them. Oh, that's funny. So, th so, so Mike comes to town. There's, uh, he's, he's accused of rape. Right. And so tell us about that a little bit. Let's go into okay. the, the Tyson, uh, craziness. A very, um, unique and probably unknowable, um, conundrum. Almost all African-Americans, black people, all and all of the women who ran in that Miss Black America pageant 
were from out of town and they were all black. And I don't even think we had anybody here. I don't know, but it's been too long to remember. But um, there they are all mixed up with a lot of pretty militant people that come in from other places. And that's where all the problems always came. I mean, so it was outside influences coming in and, and they still yeah. do it. Yeah. I mean, I'm absolutely convinced that, that the mayhem that, that happened to our circle uh, was from the outside. Oh, like uh, Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. back in the... BLM came in yeah. and it was... And I still got my friends in the, on the force and they told me to see buses pull in oh, and yeah. whole wow. things just fold out yeah. of the thing and go get ready to do mayhem. And, and, and it was, I mean, it's the circle still hasn't really even recovered from him. You can still see... Uh, remnants of the the abuse that 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 downtown took during BLM and, and the riots and um, you know why we didn't get our national guard there I do not know you know the governor decided not to do yeah, it yeah yeah and the irony of that and I'm I'm good friends with with our governor and and think the world of him and his wife both um, but he had the national guards surrounding the state house. <laughs> That's because where that's his, his office is in there, so we got to we got to protect that. And it's exactly <laughs> one block east yeah. of the circle. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's two. Yeah, two. Yeah. So so that that it didn't happen. Yeah. And yeah. so in 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 parallel to okay, so Tyson, so kind of a similar type thing. So there was a, you know, it was you said the outside influence is coming in uh, with the Tyson case, correct? Like they, they tried to. Okay, um, but we had a, a rock rib, no nonsense. Judge Pat Gifford, who we always referred to as the Ice Queen. <laughs> oh my! I mean, she was would so you do that? Would you do that in the court? And would you call him that? I said it to her in the, in the office. <laughs> okay, <laughs> not in that courtroom. Not in the courtroom. Okay, yeah, because she yeah. could just turn this temperature in, in the room down about forty degrees. Okay, and just a look of her down her nose at somebody, and she could just wither them where they stood. Okay, wow. But I'd been with her. She, I she was in the prosecutor's office when I was an intern. So I knew her. I probably worked for her some. Then she and a couple of other uh, women lawyers started the rape action team, very much like the cat team, which is the crime action team. And they went to work, and they just started convicting people like crazy. Wow. And then Pat got pregnant with her second child, I think it was, and I, and I told her, now, if I've ever seen an unfair advantage, that's it. You got a, <laughs> you got a woman seven months pregnant in there trying some guy for rape. It's not a. That's not a level playing field. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she ever lost one. Of them. We lost her early. It was a terrible tragedy. But um, she was the one of those personalities that could run things. She's mm. about a combination of George Patton and Bob Knight. Wow. Mm. Uh, but wow. then at the same time, very fine scholar. I've never heard was, anybody put those two guys together. No, was, no kidding. <laughs> it's just formidable. They're the same person. <laughs> That's right. This yeah. just in. Yeah, they Have you are. ever seen them both together in the same place? <laughs> no. <laughs> Patton's still alive. Uh, Started coaching uh, basketball. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's great. Uh, so when so tell us a little bit about the Tyson case. So I mean, like you know, um, you got him. Uh, he went away for six years, or I guess he had a six-year sentence. Like you, you yeah, were able to he get. Got, he got ten to do. Suspend four, which is six, divided by two, because we had day for day good times. So he did three years, but he did some more because he couldn't behave himself. He got himself into some jams, and he was out at the Indiana Youth Center, IYC. And we just begged and pleaded with DOC not to put him in a population someplace. Oh, yeah, he would have. I mean, I didn't yeah. like him, and I didn't wish him any well, but I sure as the world didn't want him 
bleeding out in some John sure. someplace, and that would happen. I mean, yeah. he's just got a bullseye all the Yeah, uh, he would have been the big target who now, could take down Iron Mike. So they Iron listened Mike, to yeah. us, and, and we were got a good agreement out of them, and, and uh, DOC is not hard to get along with. They, everybody thinks they are, but you you, you got to be prepared. You have to know what you want and give them the justifications for why it'll be a good idea for the citizenry. Yeah. Um, and so he goes to IYC when he gets convicted. But anyway, the, the beginning of the story is a um, a thing that, matter of fact, I had some guy at a GOP meeting there that was absolutely convinced that it was a put-up job. He was railroaded because, what's she doing in his room at 3 a.m.? She's 18. Oh, mm. wow. Her yeah. family are rabid boxing fans. And mm. guess who their favorite boxer is? Mm. Mike, Mike Tyson. And yeah. he was the conversation around the dinner table, just like Peyton Manning might be for us here or something. And so all she ever knew about him was that he was great. He was a f- wonderful fighter, and, and they, they ha- held him up on the pedestal. Uh, and they didn't know the rest. Mm. So she was invited by him by virtue of her having given him her cell phone. Why 18-year-olds do what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there is certainly like a lack of wisdom on her end, but she's just yeah, excited. She's, she's just, gonna, and yeah. I can't wait to call my dad, yeah, you know, sure, and sure. get his autograph and have my picture yeah. taken with him and this all that kind of stuff. More, oh. more uh, it's a little bit naive, very much. Yeah. Oh, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. yeah. She was a Sunday school teacher. Okay. Oh in, wow. In, in in the Christian faith, and I forget wow. the name of the denomination, but living in Providence, Rhode Island, and, mm. and then she went to Providence College. Why was she? Why was she here in Indianapolis? She was a contestant. Oh, in the, 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 the Black America. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay, just yeah. an absolutely beautiful kid. Yeah, yeah. Five six and about one hundred and six pounds. Okay, just mm. like a model ought to look. Yeah, mm. real pretty, um, very effusive, beautiful, big smile, and that big smile he extinguished that for us. Wow, thanks, wow. Mike. Wow. Um, but she gives him her number. She never hears from him. She thinks, oh, what the heck? And so she goes to bed, and Tyson calls. Mm. Mm. Come and go out for a ride with me. I've got the limo. Just come out and let's go see Indianapolis. Well, she's just jumping up and down because what she's thinking about is all the after parties. Mm-hmm. Because there's, there's enough. I mean, Danny Glover was here. Harry Belafonte was here. It's real big dogs in the mm-hmm. in the. In the Entertainment, uh, world. entertainment world were there, yeah. right? Mostly black, but not all. <clears throat> and so she jumps into her clothes and off she goes. Um, they ride around a little bit. Um, he made a move on her, not a real articulate one, but she just pushed him back. And <laughs> I don't see Mike Tyson being articulate. That, that those, uh, you know, the, the, just, yeah, right. <laughs> the, the, Woman, yeah. <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> Only about uh, like yeah. some four octaves higher than yeah. what you just did. There. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. So was there alcohol involved in no. in that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, he might have been drinking. I don't know. We never did get that right um, because we didn't get at him until he'd been months or at least weeks from his from the crime. Yeah. And so they go. They, he says, "Well, I need to stop by my room at the Canterbury. I got to get something. Just come on up with me." Okay. Up she went. And she gets inside, and he just turned. Huh. That's what they say. So like had, mad, mad Mike? Numerous rape victims that say that same thing, the Mad Mike thing. We were talking about yeah. that yesterday. Yeah. Um, and so she just doesn't know what to do about which. And so she goes in the restroom, and feigns having been in her menstrual cycle. 
um, which didn't work a bit. Mm-hmm. He didn't care. She comes out, and uh, she's wearing a garment that was a, a cute little outfit that belonged to their dance teacher in the high school. Or maybe the conductor of the whole thing, I don't know, but very, very pleasant and very devoted young woman to her students. And so she loaned this nice little outfit. It was modest. Um, it was not far above the knee, or maybe it was maybe it was uh, culottes, I don't know. But the top was was uh, f- um, sort of, um, I say filmy, but it was real soft knit mm-hmm. and easy to tear, mm. which he did. Mm. He comes out, or she comes back out of the restroom, and they have a moment's soft talk here, there, and someplace else. And then all at once, he says, you're turning me on. Mm. She tried to slip back from him, and he just grabbed her, threw her down on the bed, Mm. and pinned her across her chest and under her chin with his, would have been probably his left arm. Mm. And with his right hand, he just swiped that entire garment off on the floor. Mm. Just like that. She's lost everything. She's wow. naked in, in the hands of this beast of, a, of an athlete. And she's fighting, crying, and screaming, and trying to get out of there. And she's unsuccessful. Mm. And when it's over with, um, he asked her to stay the night. Wow. <laughs> wow. Imagine that. Yeah. And she's, I mean, she's in tears. Oh, yeah. She's been hurt. Yeah. And we'll not go into that detail. It's a little bit much for the for radio but she was injured um mm. and it all showed up in, in the rape screen mm. when the when the er guys got her and the ob's got her at methodist it was not long bruises and mm. and um, um injuries to her genitalia mm-hmm. uh in, as the the, vi- the one witness said injuries that were Remarkably inconsistent with the continuum of with a consensual act. Okay, I thought, boy, okay. there's a book. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. that that was one of those things that really started to turn that worm because they everybody was just a little bit of scants sitting in there. But what I mean, I jumped out on top of him and said, "Listen, I'm not in here for my health. Yeah. If I didn't think he'd done it, you wouldn't be in here. Yeah. But it didn't matter what I think. Yeah. So it's you decide. The jury, yeah. And I did my same spiel that I've been doing for at that point about 30 years I guess um, you said it wasn't one of the hardest case that you've ever tried because I mean you got him but it sounds like it, it wasn't it wasn't easy easy but but you were able to lock that up pretty uh, well pretty quick it's it, it was all the hoopla going on around it we the cops picked me up about seven o'clock in the morning the first day and, and every day after that up where we live took us to town he came came down Alabama to turn around on Washington Street. And as soon as we cleared what would be the southeast corner of the courthouse, um, oh, dear Lord, five, count them, five satellite trucks. (laughs) (laughs) They took the the whole of that block from Alabama all the way over to Delaware. Wow. (laughs) Gleep. You know, this for a second. (laughs) You've lost all your courage, and you go, now what are they going to do? And they we pulled up, went inside, and the paparazzi were out there, and I swear they took 100 pictures in that 60 feet from the curb mm. to the door. And up in my face with the microphones, it's just like bad TV, except it was real. Mm. And so we just kept marching, got into those elevators in, in the West Wing, and up we went. And um, who was my judge that loaned us? Steve Kirsch was his name. Jim Kirsch. Jim Kirsch was the judge in Superior Five. And 
he let us have his jury room as a war room for us because we were two or three floors away from two buildings away. Okay. It's all connected, but so he was very kind to us and let us stay there. They never let anybody in. I don't think anybody ever found out. Hmm. And you'd think okay. that these snoops would be good enough at their jobs that somebody's ear would be to the, oh, yeah. to the yeah. linoleum and trying to hear what was going on. Right. But they never got there. Can I ask you a question no. uh, regarding, you know, no the, the public. The, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for not turning that down. Um, but the uh, the idea today about our, sh- our, our uh, court cases, us being able to see those things. Mm. Um, if you could speak to that a little bit and give us some guidance, I, I guess I think that we have a lot of crime in our world today because we don't punish crime the way we should. Uh, you know, I know you were a Sunday school teacher. You, you told me, you know, pre-show that you, you had done it for adults for 10 years and, and young people for 10 years. I, when you, when you're reading the Bible and you understand how God feels about how prosecutions work, how we get our legal system from from the law, a whole bunch you know, with of it from right with, there. with uh, you know by by two or three witnesses, let every word be established is is from the scriptures. Um, you know, even when we get the punishment for law, eye for eye, tooth for tooth in the Old Testament, there is a place for for grace, obviously, but it's mostly about it's mostly about justice, putting the fear of God into yeah. humanity so that if you do this, this is what's going to happen. Well, and it's interesting that you say that, uh, Nathan, because <clears throat> that law is pretty retributive. And we have the Christ to look to for his, if he would take your coat, give him your cloak also. And all the way through the, the New Testament, those things that are so full of forgiveness. And, and if he smites you on your right cheek, turn to him also your left. And, and boy, that's, I mean, I've taught that, and I've read it since I was a little boy. But I don't know. I, I just don't know. I don't know where the line is, and we don't probably have the time today for something like that. But, but at some point, we have to protect what is ours. Well, and that's, you know, biblically speaking, a man who doesn't provide for his family is worse than an un- unbeliever. We get this concept of, that, that I'll, I'll buy that. We put a lot of them in way. <laughs> yeah, but but the the concept is you know justice. I was just reading Deuteronomy sixteen and seventeen and eighteen and nineteen for sermon prep, and you know there's this concept of what if you kill somebody, but it was accidental. An axe head falls off, hits a man, kills him. Where do you run to? City of refuge. How many cities of refuge do you have? Like there's so much justice and grace in that mm-hmm. in that whole thing i i've a lot, often wondered where our country would be if we would not have gone away from public executions if we well, wouldn't have gone away from about having the draft i mean yeah. a lot of things that were not everybody's favorite but boy they did a lot of things that needed doing i mean um i was involved in i don't know half a dozen death penalty trials i tried as first chair four of them i guess they resulted in three executions. And um, I never could get to the place where I could let myself feel bad. These are awful crimes. Mm-hmm. Just murdered the heck out of a police officer one time. Forced a cab driver to crawl out of his out of his cab at 10 below zero on his hands and knees, no clothes on. Wow. Shot him in the head and left him to freeze to death on the pavement. Wow. Jeez. Wow. Um, the two guys that killed... Um, Detective Orberg, they just massacred him. They were both shooting ARs. 
Mm. And he had a 38 special in his hand. Mm. So did everybody else. But they were back into this little junky house. Um, and it was already on fire because the boys had thrown some tear gas into it and set the couch on fire. You might not know, but but tear gas, CS, it's hot. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. I suspect it's the phosphorus, but I don't know. Anyway, <clears throat> going through all of those, I have to confess there were times when I thought, is this really worth it? Money and energy and effort and sacrifice in 15 years. Because that's how long it took to get them executed. Every one of them. Yeah. I think Burris might have been 14. Okay. But, um, the thing that, that you sit back trying to be logical for a minute, you know, we can put him away forever. You know, he'll yeah. never see the light of day again. Why do we do this? Well, he did a crime that was just that bad, and the statute provides for it. Yeah. I never get in trouble if I can stick with the law. Yeah. yeah. Get into those debates with young people. Yeah. Well, I feel like, and I say, oh, stop. <laughs> I don't care a hoot and a holler what you think, how you feel. How you feel, yeah. This is the law. Greg, yeah. the, the scriptures say when when uh, they come out of the, the ark, right? Uh-huh. God, God says, hey, look, I dealt with all the violence because that's what's going on prior to to the flood, mm-hmm. the, the great deluge. And he, and he says, I dealt with all the violence. I killed everybody on earth except for eight. And now he gives us the principle of the rainbow that, that when you look Mm -hmm. upon it, remember, I'm never going to do this again, uh, by water. I'll never do this again. But then he says, he that sheds man's blood by man shall his blood be shed. This is a part of the eternal covenant. And this is the wisdom of God that says, if you don't value human life, your life is 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 not going to be spared. You we have to rid ourselves of this in society. The more we go into that we know better than God, because that's what everybody likes to say with the death penalty cases. They they say, well, you know, who are we to play God? Well, you're supposed to do it when God told you to do it. The Noetic covenant is still in play. Yeah. Right? It, and it's not been taken out or, or, or repealed. I don't exa- think we can do that. That's exactly right. So so you know, even though God has the right to show mercy like he shows mercy to the woman who's caught in the act of adultery. Mm-hmm. She should have been killed by Mosaic law. Yeah. But he is the one without sin who has the right to say, well, let me be the first to cast the stone. I wonder what he was writing in that in that sand when he kneeled down, you know, yeah, knelt right. down. I wonder if he was yeah. writing all their sins or all their girlfriends' names. <laughs> I, I don't know. But but uh you know when when he does that, he says he says, "Look, neither do I condemn you. Like, where are these that condemned you? Uh, they're not. They're not here anymore. Neither do I condemn you. But go and sin no more." He says. So there, there's this biblical aspect of justice because I, I, I'm one of those people in the world, and I know Mike is too. We have a high sense of of justice. It, it's not right if if stuff is not carried out. I can be honest with you. I get super frustrated when I see. The police officers do their job to go get the bad guys, and then we won't prosecute them. And 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 I want to know why we won't just either either get rid of some of these people with the death penalty because they. I don't understand why are we so lean. Statute lock them up is better than them walking away. I'll, I'll I'll take that. Hell is in it in and of itself is a lock up procedure. You're never getting out. 
right? It, <laughs> no, but we, I'm we fine with now. that. No, we have it now. We have life without possibility of parole for some, for a, a one aggravator result in the homicide statute. But when we're allowing people to go, like there's people that are getting shot and killed and then these people are walking out on bail with like nothing like how do you get just so hardcore with where we are in our country right now how do you get so hardcore against killing people death and 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 rape and all these things so that the the criminals once again fear government they don't fear it it seemed like they feared it during w's when 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 george w bush killed like 136 that he signed their death warrant it seemed like you didn't break the law in texas how do we get that in indiana um i don't know um you're gonna have to have um the hearty approbation of a legislature which has not demonstrated that kind of courage in a long time yeah and i know a lot of those folks and i like them i mean i've been in and out of that state house for almost 50 years sometimes working sometimes just to go watch what's going on <clears throat> but to get it done it takes the the will of the people clearly but it takes the will of the people to fire people get the heck out of there if you're not going to do what the law says you're supposed to do then go away yeah same thing with judges um i saw in this i can't even pronounce her name the the most recent Supreme Court nominee. Uh, she was asked. Ketanji uh, yeah. Brown-Jackson. Yeah. She just makes her own stuff up as she goes. Not all child molesting is, is what is it? Not not all. Oh, yeah. She said the child porn, uh, oh, egregious. And um, she said it wasn't egregious. And, uh, and it's, it's not yeah. all child molesting or yeah, something like yeah. that. But whatever it was, it showed that she saw a distinction with no difference. Yeah. And. Um, it just makes me shudder to think she's going to be up there. Um, because she's, well, she also couldn't define what a woman is either. Isn't when, that when wonderful? And, and people, I are one is the first yeah, thing yeah. I might say if it was me. <laughs> I are one. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. I but, looked up woman and my picture was right there. She should have said, you know. Well, and I think to your point, you know, it's like we've got prosecutors, Nathan, and judges uh, who who really have been taken over their ideology has been has been uh, hijacked by this progressive secularism that that wants to basically say there is no there is no uh truth it's all relative it's your lived experience it's not it's not there there's no absolute truth and i think that's the that's the problem with where we are in a, in a culture when when we want to see justice carried out well justice is based on a on an absolute truth it's got to be based on truth because you can't have justice if there's no truth because to some person, but it's not anymore. It's, that's what it's, I'm saying. You know, yeah, Slick Willie gets by with oh yeah. mayhem. Yes, yeah, and you, you find a, a for our younger listeners <laughs> that Willie. was Bill Clinton. <laughs> oh, okay. I was just gonna, Slick <laughs> Willie was his name. I was just All gonna right. say. There you go. I was gonna say we probably should expand expound on <laughs> so that. A little we bit. have yeah. some younger listeners. We just have to help them out. <laughs> that's funny. Well, yeah, good. You but, have it. Yeah, um, but yeah, it it goes back to you. You know, we should be a society that that just. Uh, seeks after justice, but when you have people up there saying, "Well, there is no truth," how can you have justice if there's no truth? I mean, and that's and that's the problem we we get we get to. Yeah, I was talking to uh, Ray Adler. He's a friend of mine. I don't know if you know him. Um, I practice for him a lot. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he attends our church here, and um, he he. I asked him about crime in in Hamilton County. I asked him go back. You know, 
he's practiced yeah, he's here a, lo- a, he a long a time. That, yeah. You know, go back 30 years. Tell me how many prosecutors did we have? And, and how much has it grown since then? Could you speak to that? How much well, has, tell you that like have, in, in Hamilton County, uh, you know, we have, uh, we have two of our campuses. We have, we have one that's in uh, Marion. We have another one that just started in, in uh, Madison. But two of them are, are here. How much has crime increased in the last 30 years in terms of even how many people were staffing towards the prosecution? Yeah, and in terms of what it, what it does to the size of the office, I don't have a feel for that because I, I've practiced around them. I've represented a couple of their prosecutors. I've done a lot of work with them and with the police, particularly white collar and drug cases, which are the long-term investigations that I got. That's just one of my favorite things was those things that take a while. Mm-hmm. And you, 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 you get in and you get out and they never know what hit them. Mm. that's my favorite thing i don't want my name in the paper i just want the guy locked up <laughs> he's going what happened <laughs> well and it's before you start you answer this uh greg we, we want to let people know because I, I don't know if we've said this yet but you are running for prosecutor in hamilton county yes, so we want to make sure that like people know that and so you know as you're speaking on justice and law and order um you know for those in hamilton county that are listening uh you know uh, Greg's going to be one of the people on the ballot that you need to check out, and and uh, just two of us. Yeah, there's <laughs> yep, there's two. Yep, and so so we you know that's let's jump into that for a second. You know, you, if you become prosecutor in Hamilton County, you know what what did the office look like? What's it going to look like uh, if you were if you were the prosecutor? It suffered from <clears throat> some mostly benign neglect um, in a smaller town, and that's what Noblesville was. If you think I tried my first death penalty case up here in 1979 and um nobleville didn't look like this it didn't look like this at all it was a small town and a bunch of those buildings along the square were boarded up so it was a real different experience to be here then than now so everything's had to grow but you always get in mostly we like this there's the small town feel of noblesville it's not something that they had to go fabricate like they've done in fishers and and carmel and and are at it in Westfield, I don't care, but Noblesville's for real. Well, because of that, it always had a kind of a, a small-town feel to it, and that's the way that folks thought. A lot of people went to jail for a long time, and we had some judges in those days that were pretty tough cookies, um, and they were wonderful to, to practice in front of. As it got bigger, <clears throat> we got more influence, excuse me, <clears throat> from... Uh, you don't have a cough button. See, I had. To- <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got it. We got a. Um, we got a beep button that you could. Uh, you know, if you ever go, you know, I could always. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's because I got naughty. I, uh, my wife would kill me. <laughs> we don't actually swear. We no. just use it, and we mad. Yeah. And, and there's nothing that's actually come mouth. He just has fun with. <laughs> so Bess Truman is asked by a bunch of ladies at the thing that she was hosting one time Mrs. Truman why can't you get your husband to say manure <laughs> and they all laughed and she said honey it took me 30 years to get him to start saying manure <laughs> <laughs> and I suppose anybody that knows about him that's probably right yeah, that's, funny. that's funny anyway um, to go back to why I'm heading that way and, and what's got to be done. We're always, you know, Reagan said we're never more than one generation away from losing our liberty. Boy, that's yeah. true. Close yep. paraphrase. You're never very long away. One, one soft administration 
can just rewrite what every crook thug thinks. Mm-hmm. And that's when it bursts out. That's what happened when Steve Goldsmith took office. Mm-hmm. Man, it was open season. We had 90-some mm-hmm. homicides the first year wow. that he was there, and it, it spiked up. Kind of like what's happening now with uh, Boss Hogsett. Yeah. yeah. So oh, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. The Peter Principle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Passed it a long time ago. <laughs> but... Um, and I know Joe, he's a nice guy, but they, they just don't, they don't have that same focus. I like people in a job like that that don't have much of a sense of humor. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you just, you look at what's going on with somebody that's rape, robbery, arson, kidnap, whatever, um, stolen somebody blind. I don't want to like them. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to, I don't want to wash some of it away because he got dropped on his head when he was nine. Mm-hmm. He's not nine anymore. Um, so what I, what I'm looking at is you got to have some new blood <clears throat> and training is ever bit as important for deputy prosecutors as it is for cops. Cause it's always changing. I mean, I, I, I probably know about half what I need to know before I go to work about the fourth amendment at this point, um, search and seizure. Yeah. Cause it just goes and it goes and it goes and it goes. I had all of it memorized for 35 years, but. I don't have memorized anymore. Well, when statutes are, I mean, I, there's, I, I think they file, uh, you know, thou, they file thousands of bills every year in, gen, in the Indiana General Assembly. They pass a few hundred of those. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's stuff that you have to be up to speed on as yeah. a prosecutor. You got to know what's going on, and if you're going to be the one enforcing the law, uh, you got to you've got to know the law. I can't imagine trying to stay up on all all the stuff there. You do a lot of study yourself, yeah, and then you have the right people around you. And I got them. You, uh, you, you, you're going to be a one-term prosecutor if if you win. You, oh, yeah. you said, and but your your mission is to really uh, to lay the foundation for the next prosecutor, the younger generation, to mm-hmm. be able to launch off of your shoulders in the right direction. I'm going to take what we see now mm-hmm. and what historically we know about the last twelve years or maybe twenty, and we say, okay, wh- where have we dropped that ball, and what's happened so that people walk away without ever being charged for rape, as an example. Um, what what went wrong and how do we fix that? And the best answer I can give you is better people, and probably more of them. I don't know how how heavy his the 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 numerosity of of his staff. I don't know that. <clears throat> I know that we've had some trouble that they're not all judges have been ready to do hard things. But you know, I can't be the judge. I got to present it, argue it, do my best. And if the guy wants to flub his dub, okay, I, I can't help that. Yeah, I mean, if they if they if they would have acquitted Tyson, I'd have been sick at heart. But I slept just fine. It wasn't up to up to me. Yeah, right. It was up to you, that jury yeah. and to that judge if you wanted to walk him or something. That's right. So yeah. we're going to do that, and then we need very desperately in a real technological world, which then impacts the criminal law because how you practice that law now that DNA has become so sophisticated that fingerprints are something that never could be sent by transmission before all these things that are so different but the blocking and tackling is still there so you want your lawyers to be the best evidence technicians in the room don't get ambushed don't be afraid to speak up to the judge when some cockamamie objection cockamamie objection comes out of the defense because if you know what's there you go up sorry nice try no cigar that's not what the law says and i've always loved that part of it and it's it's my aside from my passion for the job the rules of evidence are the things that have, that have supported me the most you just have to know them 
You got to study them. You got to know what they are. So th- that's what's going to happen there in the, in the business of, of of the police agencies. They need somebody to pay attention to them. They write. Their, they're going to write their own search warrants. I just want to make the that they make sure they write them well, um, and we stay with them. We don't go off and leave them. Um, I'm a, as I told you earlier. I'm a big fan of, of longer term investigations when you know that you've got a dealer, um, you've got a card shark, you've got a gambling operation. Um, we did a gambler that had 26 locations, and we took $3 million off of him. Hmm. So it's, oh. it's out there. All that stuff's yeah. there, okay? And, and none of it's any good for any of us. So we've got to get those two things going and keep them going, make them make them over and again repetitive so that, the, that they never get a chance to forget about you. One of the great things I hear about um, as as kind of the scourge of, of our areas is is just the drugs mm-hmm. uh the amount of drugs that are you know a lot of a lot of young people have money they can get to it you know and it's cheaper and cheaper and easier and easier and it and it seems like everybody kind of has a wink and a nod towards drugs today but but drugs uh you know marijuana i'll go to marijuana i, I hate all the legalization of this stuff i i hate that i don't i think that is a disastrous decision on our part that's going to affect our kids because it's a gateway drug it's going to lead to harder and harder stuff and it's going to make it into what we would say are good families that that never imagined oh, never imagined sure. that they would ever be dealing with that um what what can we do given the the political climate and where the leniency in people's hearts, how do we get Americans or, you know, just fellow Hoosiers right here, how do we get them to see we want to prosecute these things? We want to go after these yeah. people. That's supposed to be, a lot of that's got to happen at the ballot box. We better be inculcating and encouraging those who believe those rules of law. They get elected and then we watch them. We got a population, you know, you... Carmel cared a lot more about what it was, what was happening on its streets when there was about five thousand people in Carmel. <laughs> now it's a miniature metropolis, and everybody's going someplace and coming back from someplace else, and they're all busy getting everything done. It's just the way it is. When when things get bigger, you know, we all we have we're, we're pride in that town, the what what it's done, what a nice place it is to live, but it's not safe all the time. And um, you know, I've, it's it's been said that well. We've done so great up here because we're we have the fifth and sixth safest towns cities in Indiana. What? So what happened to one through four? Yeah, I mean that's that's and we can do that. Mm. This is a law-abiding population. It's not made up of goons and thugs and and miscreants. It isn't. They're around, but unfortunately, they come from someplace else. And that's I've been asked that one directly. What do you do with that? We can't build a wall. Yeah. But we have lots of friends. They, there's going to be know. some. Donald Trump may disagree with that statement there. Uh, <laughs> well, that, one, one between Hamilton and Mary, oh, probably okay. not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get back to you on that one. Uh, I have a question, just kind of, uh, just just kind of a fun question. In your opinion, who has who's the ultimate law authority? The the um, the authority in a county, is it the prosecutor or is it the sheriff? Constitution. Constitutionally, it's the prosecutor. He's just he's the chief law enforcement officer. Of the so county. I would disagree with that. I think it's the sheriff. So why well, do you say? It's, it's constitutional. Yeah. You have to look at it. And I, yeah. you know, I haven't read those words in a while. Okay. But it's the, the common parlance among lawyers 
um, who live in that milieu is that, that the, because we have the we have the capacity to carry it out. Policeman can catch it. He can put them in jail. He can do the things, that, or she can do the things that have got to be done to keep things moving ahead. But they can't prosecute a crime. So you, I think that makes head dog. But it's believe me, anybody that thinks that of themselves and is not humbled by it, yeah, is headed for rocky waters. Mm-hmm. It's you can't. And that, we've had. I've seen a lot of Marion County's just been infused with people that are the guy they got now is interested in in camera time and mm. bad crime oh, yeah. unpunished. Years, I'm going to go back yeah. to you for a second, Nathan, <clears throat> about the drug thing. For one thing, it's one of those issues that is going to be handled a lot better in the prayer closet than it is going to be at the, at, the, at the polling booth. And we have to get to the place where um, enough adults, I'd say 18 and up anyway, um, have recognized this is just no bleeping good. We gotta stop, mm-hmm. and it's gonna have to stop someplace. It might as well be with us. Mm-hmm. Marijuana is a very dangerous drug, oh, and it takes a while for it to. I mean, the, the lung issues that go along with the inhalation of, of marijuana smoke are not trivial, mm-hmm. uh, and it's such a gateway. And then, oh, you don't know that. I, I've how many times I've just wanted to poke somebody that knows it. What do you mean I don't know? Mm-hmm. Where have I been for the last fifty years? Mm-hmm. Of course it is, and so often. When it, you, the cops do a uh, interdiction stop on a Friday night, there'll be weed, but there'll be pills. Mm-hmm. And if there's pills, it's probably some white powder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, can I ask you a question? Um, the the way that we, as we're you know sitting here, two preachers and a prosecutor, <laughs> almost feel like <laughs> that's like a bad joke. This is a bad joke. Walk into a bar, <laughs> right? <clears throat> two preachers and a prosecutor. Um, you know, I sat down with judges just running into him here and there. And, and I said, you know, we, we talk about what we do. And I get, I said, you know, before they get to you, they probably made it through me mm-hmm. or I failed to reach them. And then they got to you. What would you say to the church pastors and preachers of the gospel? You know, not, not just religion, but the truth, right? The gospel's the truth. What would you say to us that we could do to help change our society? I mean, that might be an odd question. You yeah. haven't been asked a lot, but what would you say to us? Well, <clears throat> fundamentally, <clears throat> there's a lot wrong with the way, and I mean in absolute terms, wrong with the way kids are matriculated through, even if their parents are taking them and they're not coming to go on the bus, with the way they go through the system and become a, adults. And all over the place, they are surrounded by the worst influences possible known to mankind. I mean, the, the violence, the, the, the drugs, um, the promiscuity. Um, you know, that's always wrong. The, the world is full of great jokes, but they're not funny, really. You got to get to them. I did this with anywhere from 11 to 16 high school kids every Sunday for 10 years. And I just tried to sit in the middle of the room and watch for somebody to want to crawfish away from some basic truth and stop them right there. And my dude's just sick the other kids on them. I'm not mean to them. But it's one thing if I say it, 
it's another thing if if this cute girl that you like anyway and your buddies that you play football with or whatever are in the room. Turn them on, turn them against each other in a sense, but they've got to have the Christian spirit to do that. But it has to start right there. And once a kid steps off the edge, gets caught with the dime bag, he gets um, blows odd numbers and is drinking too much, and he's fifteen. Um, that's the very last straw. You got to be in the middle of that. And if it, if it means a prison ministry, if it means a, a, a youth prison, youth uh, lockup, whatever, you got to go where they are and make them sit on the floor with you and, and say, what? Did, what? Why are you here? Mm-hmm. And you'll, the, one of the first things you'll get if, if there's weed involved is, well, it's, it's just, a, it's not bad. It makes us feel better. Um, it makes us uh, enjoy our time a little better, but there's nothing wrong with it, except that it's against the law. It was my, my first pin, thing that I would say to him. But second of all, you got to break through that nonsense gap and say, yes, it is. Mm. The number of <clears throat> fatal automobile crashes in Colorado went up tremendously when they started selling dope for free. I mean, for legally. Um, and it's because it's another drug. Mm-hmm. You know, your acuities go down, and you, but it's just like alcohol. You don't feel a bit of it. You think, yeah, I'm fine. I can get home. And, but you're not. Matter of fact, it's a bit more insidious because it doesn't go away quite so fast. Um, so to me, <clears throat> you need to be Jesus. Stop on the side of the road mm-hmm. and take care of the first person who's lying there bloody on the sidewalk. I say that mm-hmm. rhetorically. Because um, they all got to have some help, mm-hmm. and um, and they got to have help that they probably won't get from their folks. Mm-hmm. Now they may. I mean, it may be that they're just intransigent in enough that they'll do the dumbest things they can think of in spite mm-hmm. of their parents. Yeah. Um, but I would say that every clergy everywhere, that's your flock, pal. Yeah. yeah. If, if you lose one of them, what's the shepherd do? He goes and finds him and leaves the ninety-nine sitting still. And and that that sheep thing, everybody gets mad about that because it sounds like you're, uh, it's pejorative and you're playing down on the kids, which is not true. But they they know they need it, and pretty soon they're locked up. And when they get locked up in that car that's got some weed and some cocaine and some pills in it, they might just have to go to jail. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do. We penalize people by sticking them in confinement. I don't know whether it helps or not. Some places it does. There's good education. But that's it. I mean, I, I just say your sandals are just fine. But it's up to you guys. And if yeah. they start to get away from you, I mean, the parents may tell you to go pound sand, uh, but we hope they won't. And just work with them. And if they get locked up, go see them. Yeah. It's super frustrating as pastors. To be honest, when you've preached against things that you know hurt people, yeah. whether you know, not not try to be legalistic or anything like that, but you know, there's a reason why there was a there was a temperance movement or you know, yeah. trying to get away from alcohol because you saw it's people get dangerous. you you saw people uh, beat their kids or beat their wives. You know, there was there was a reason that old older Christians, you know, they said, hey, we just don't think maybe this ought to be a part of our life. 
Um, yeah. I, I've been asked by my own son, you know, I'm a, I'm a pastor's kid myself. My son obviously is a pastor's kid. And the question came up about, about marijuana. Why is marijuana, you know, dad, marijuana is not wrong. And I'm like, first off, how are you my kid? And you even <laughs> say that. Get out and, of the house. And, 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 <laughs> second, and secondly, uh, now, now, I, now I have to make an argument about why, Jonathan, that there, there's no life in that. There's no good in that. And, and the actually brings up what the word is. Uh, one of the words for sorcery in scripture is pharmakia. Right, <laughs> we're, 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 I didn't know that, yeah, right? yeah, and the Bible tells us to avoid. In almost all of ancient sorcery, it was always drugs that they were taking with it that allowed them to see things that they would not ordinarily see, or you know, hallucinate or whatever. And I said, Jonathan, there's there's sorcery involved in this. This is the making of this stuff. Like I believe that everything that God ever created in the world had some good purpose. There are ways to use it. To, to, to a bad purpose. I don't think that this is what it was intended for. I, I don't have a problem with medical marijuana. That doesn't bother me nearly, you know, but this stuff is like, there's gotta be a way that, that this is, you, you gotta see son, that this is used for destruction. And, uh, and it wasn't actually me that convinced him of that. It was actually, he felt like the Lord showed him showed him a grim reaper in a dream and the yeah. lord told him don't touch it That'll you know it. but but you know we can tell people what's true but there's such a license between christian community where people go well yeah of course my kid does that every kid does that well as soon as i start to hear every kid does you know that what you're doing is you're setting the bar super low where all of our kids are going to fall over it you know well we have to give every kid a condom because they're just tomcats in heat, you know? No, no, we're actually created in the image of God. We don't have to do what everybody else does. And, and it's, it's, it's the issue of community. The very thing we're talking about today is what kind of community do we want to live in? Not just in the church house, but in the, in the marketplace, right? In, in our, in, you know, out in the, in the square. And, and I'm just wondering, you know, like how do we go about convincing people to say no to that thing which is going to kill them or, or put them on the road to that which will yeah uh, <clears throat> i don't know i i we see it going on part of a of what gets in my way it did this on radio it does it now at some point the ugly head of the ugly beast called the mass society shows up mm -hmm. 330 some million people and I, I love the, the wonderful evangelicals that go out in the hood, draft some ex-drug dealers and start teaching kids something. And then maybe this little cocoon may be just really great. <clears throat> but they're going to leave you. And where are they going to go? Back to some meathead who wants to help them make $1,000 this weekend just by sitting with a walkie-talkie in hand and watching what's going on. Um, and the mass society is, is, it's not malevolent, but it is, it's toxic because we, there's, you know, when, when Gwynville, Indiana, which is where my mother was born and raised, it's on 52 on the way to Rushville. Um, it couldn't have been 150, 200 people in that place. Two churches in that little dinky place. Oh. And everybody went all the time. I don't know if there's anything besides some kids stealing apples out of the, 
the neighbor's garden or not, but there wasn't hardly anything ever. And um, that was because they were accountable to each other. Accountability is the thing that is the, uh, I think, is the grease and the grit to make law work. If there's no sanction, if when you get busted for, with weed in your pocket, your kid, you're like, ah, you shouldn't have done that, you know, make sure you don't get caught the next time. If that's what they're getting, there's no sanction. It has to hurt. I'm not, I don't care if they get paddled or what they get, but there's maybe they got to lose their cell phone or go sit on the step for a month. I don't know, but they have to do something. And without the teeth, we talked about the death penalty, it's effectively yeah. gone. Yeah. Now they have them. Texas is still at it. <clears throat> we haven't had one in a long time. And it's, I think it's become an economic matter. Do I want to spend $150,000 of taxpayers' money to finish this guy? It used to not be that way. A, a horse thief could be hung within, oh, yeah. you know, a, an amount of time. What happened? How did this get so expensive? How did this get <laughs> out of out of hand? Like, you know, I went to communist China a couple of years ago. If you commit certain crimes, you're dead within, I can't remember whether it's six hours or six days. They ain't feeding you long. But a nine-year-old little girl can walk anywhere she wants to walk and she's safe. They have a they have an honor shame culture in boy, China, boy, right? But at the same time, as well. you you yeah. you are you are locking into the penalty. How is it that this is taking one hundred and fifty thousand dollars? How does that make sense? How do we fix that? Maybe it's gone. If it's not real anymore, if it's a, if it's a couple of lines in the criminal code stacked for a thousand pages of, of commentary that's all against it. Um, maybe it's already gone. And it, the, the fact that you don't see it happen, I'm using the death penalty, it's pretty extreme, but um, when I was a young lawyer working for the Metropolitan Drug Task Force, the, the statutes that provided for the punishments for the possession of various controlled substances, cocaine, the punishment in the statute for the possession of three ounces of three grams, I apologize, three grams of cocaine is a presumptive thirty years. Hmm. Wow. Well, it's it's a it's a delivery quantity for one thing. It's more than you think it's going to be because the, the powder's lightweight. But um, it's it's true across the board. It, as long as those things are there, and then you know, all guys sitting in a jail in the cell block, and his lawyer says, "Well, you know." <laughs> The presumptive sentence for you is 30 years, and then they have to pick him up off the floor because they probably don't even know it. But we put a lot of people away for a long time. And I remember one sentencing calendar, and it was just some one of us had to be down there because we signed the commitments. And the judge would approve them. And then we had to sign our name as a deputy prosecutor to the commitment order to put them where they're supposed to go. I, I sat through one sentencing calendar in the afternoon it was winter time it was cold and miserable outside i signed almost 200 years worth of commitments in Whoa. one sentencing calendar Whoa. uh robbery was is a was a presumptive 30-year sentence they've all been separated out now there's an awful lot about robbery that doesn't get you in any trouble anymore as long as you don't hurt somebody my first robbery case was a, a murder case because they did hurt him and that happens you don't want to surprise the guy that's been smoking something silly all night long and he's got a loaded gun in his hand. Bad things happen. 
So there you are. Yeah, that's that's Garrison on the law for a minute. But that's what I say. We're 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 so far around the corner. I don't know if we can come back. I thought we could. I thought the nine eleven might be that. Maybe nine eleven could have done it. For a few days, we were singing the songs and hanging our flags out, and then pretty soon comes the ACLU and making us take them all down. And the media was so careful. You almost never saw a plane hitting the building. You notice that? Yeah. They don't, they don't want us to see it anymore. They don't even want us to reshow it. The churches, I, I was a young pastor, you know, just starting out in ministry when that happened, and our churches were filled. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the right. people yeah. rallied back to God. Well, you know, and that's that's really what you know. Uh, the the Chronicles text says, "Hey, if you if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray." I just always wondered why can't we get politicians just to say, go out there and say, "Hey, folks, we'll try to put away the bad guys. Get your kids to church. Yeah. You know, get you you help us on the side of making sure that they don't go into this stuff." No, I know everybody likes to talk about, you know, maybe community programs, but just calling the church to be the church. Yeah. Go back to church. You raised seven kids. You probably brought them up into church, right? And and we get build a whole pew at second presence. Right. <laughs> get yourself back and hear the word of the Lord because we 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 we're breaking the law because people don't know it. We did the series, uh Mike all of our campus pastors, we did a series in Habakkuk and talked about why is our society you know running down and it's it's terrible and it went actually back to judges and and the prosecutors that the law was coming out numb and that boy i say that is what we have today the law comes out numb there was a, a little apocryphal writing about this long that was a letter from a little boy to god and he'd lost a buddy in a big uh, school shooting and god why don't you stop this to that effect why couldn't you save my friend billy god writes back and says they don't love me in school anymore Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's that's uh that's that's convicting yeah Mm -hmm. yeah no you're right i think you know to to both your points i mean it's it's a hard issue. You know, I mean, obviously the law is important, but boy, if we can, if we can change the hearts, if the Lord, if we allow the Lord to change our hearts, it, it'll take care of all of this. You won't have to follow the, you won't have to think about following the law because you just will. You know what I mean? Like it'll just, you will just begin to look like Jesus. You will love your neighbor as yourself. You will treat people the way you want to be treated. And then you as a prosecutor, Craig won't have a ton of work, and I'm sure you would be okay with that. Wonderful, just <laughs> sure. work myself right out of a job. <laughs> I'm sure, you know? would be a okay with that. And but boy, it's been it's been a fascinating conversation, Greg. I've just thank you, know, you sit, so much for being sitting here, here listening to you and the wisdom. This yeah. is great what you're doing. Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, so check out uh, Greg Garrison. He will be running for Hamilton County uh, Prosecutor, and I'm sure GarrisonForProsecutor.com. Okay, awesome. So you go there, and you can uh, find out more. And then, uh, uh, the, the primaries are May 3rd, right? So that's the big, that's the big day that's for it. you. Yep. So you gotta, you gotta get through that in Hamilton County. That's typically, uh, even though it's primary, that's typically where the elections are won or lost because mm-hmm. we're, we're just such a head, uh, 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 red, uh, County, a very strong County when it comes to Republican, 
uh, politicians. And so you, you win the primary, there's a good chance, unless you do something really stupid, there's a good chance that right. you're going to win the, the general. I don't Stay even know. Out if, of the way. I don't even know if there would be a, an <laughs> opponent for you in the general if you get no. through the primary. Well, it has not been one yeah. in, as long as anybody can remember. Yeah. Mm. Um, because. <laughs> The joke used to be that the Democrat Party meets in a very small phone booth. In, in, <laughs> and that's not true. Yeah, it's there. really growing quite yeah. a bit now. Yeah. I had no problem with two-party system. Yeah. I just, I hope they, I hope they're the classical liberals. No I, kidding. JFK, Dem love. JFK Democrats are, are good, are good people. Uh, the Moynihan. The secular progressives uh, mm -hmm. are the bad, are the, it's the bad ideology getting in this communist socialist ideology that's, yeah. It's taking us away from God, taking us away from uh, decency in our society and just saying, hey, truth is relative. You can do whatever you want to do. Right. And there's no consequences for it, you know. And whereas you as a prosecutor, you certainly are like, um, <laughs> that's not that's not true. There's a lot of consequences you, you, for all. Sometimes you get stuck taking one for the team, and that means you got to go down swinging. Yeah. You just have to yeah. not give up. Which, yeah. is, which is why I'm running, because we have given up. Well, that's good. Well, man, fascinating stuff, Greg. Thank you again. And, God bless you. Uh, yeah, I'm sure, we'll, you. I'm sure we'll see you out there at the uh, – Lincoln days and, and all that good stuff. So, but Nathan, uh, you're, you know, we're, we're on this, uh, diet competition still. So, uh, you're looking good, uh, but and not you, as good as I am. So well, I, I, I got news for you. I have less of a chin than you do. Ah, whatever, and, man. Uh, I, and, and you don't want to admit it to our listeners, but I've got you by a full five pounds. That's because you're, so, first of all, your scale's broken. And then I know you're accusing me of anorexia. And, and you, <laughs> you don't eat. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I'm, you're going to get 1170. The, the goal, Greg, I don't know if you know this, we're in a, a march to 170 where our goal is to get to 170 first and and here's the problem. He just stopped eating. He's going to get there, but then he's going to celebrate with the burger, and he's going to balloon back up. That you paid for. That you paid for. That's fine. Because I'm going to whoop you. <laughs> and then and then when you're 50 and I'm 42, uh, you're gonna you're like it's going to be you're going to be I'm so overweight and I can't move and okay, I'm still going to look good. I am not that much different than you in age. You're are you going to be 40 this year? At some somewhere down the road. Yeah, right. I'll be 40. Yeah, so, I've got you like five years at maybe. Some point i'll be 40 so let me tell but, you something man you're you're you are you're doing well i want to congratulate you, you for a young buck with a bad hip <laughs> you are doing pretty well not as good as i'm gonna do yeah, whatever you see i need to start eating taking care of your temple you guys make me sick <laughs> <laughs> hey this has been jesus sex and politics thanks for listening subscribe like us check us out i'm micah and i'm nathan and here we talk about all the things culture doesn't want to talk about that will scare you we'll see you next time Thank you.